What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Netflix Addict Podcast with your hosts, Christian Hernandez and Jerry. Awesome. And today we're going to be talking about Velvet Buzzsaw, Big Mouth, Always a Witch, and the Umbrella Academy. Plus, we're going to bring to you two new segments. So without further ado, here comes the intro. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Netflix Attic Podcast. We have an amazing episode in store for all of you guys. Uh, we have here in the room with us Connor Osborne. You guys remember him from episode two. So, Coming Connor, back. welcome back. Thank you, guys. What's up, everybody? How are you doing, Connor? Are you doing good? I'm doing good. I had lunch. I'm, I'm full. I'm feeling good. So, That's I want to awesome. say something before we start recording this. We all were trying to set up the studio, and we were all eating food, so we're still hungry right now. Are you guys hungry? <laughs> what? So hungry. I'm See, pretty pizza, good. I have pizza right still left. So if well, you hear sounds, it's because I'm eating lunch, yeah. guys. So we got some good news for y'all before we start. Um, two things, actually. This episode is going to be a two-parter. Our second <laughs> part is going to be... So for the first part, we're just going to be talking about like a regular podcast. And for the second part, we have a special surprise for you guys. So right after this, go ahead and go to the second part. It should be up. And if it's not, just wait a few minutes. And this it is because be last week we didn't have an episode for you guys, so we felt bad. So yeah. we are throwing an extra episode for you guys. Today. Yeah. And secondly, you might hear us a little bit differently because we are using microphones this time. Whoa, bro. Thank we're you, going Jerry. pro. All three of us. All three of us. So, Jerry, thank you so much for providing the mics. This is, is I, I'm happy with the way it sounds, so... I hope you guys are happy as well. Yeah. We're just improving. That's that's all I'm saying. Exactly. We're getting happy, better. You can at them on Instagram. I and hate all. <laughs> at Chris ChrisXST and, uh, and JerryQM18. No, wait. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can support us with money to get a better stuff. <laughs> oh, are you announcing a Patreon <laughs> shout-out? Maybe, maybe. Soon. Soon. We'll have soon. a Patreon soon. All right. Without further ado, here we go. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is Velvet Buzzsaw. I have a lot to say about this movie. What about you guys? I have a lot to say. And in fact, that's the only movie I actually took notes while watching it. So <laughs> my notes. Jerry took a lot of notes. Like he's showing me his phone. And it's like he just kept scrolling yeah. down. I'm a it's little like scared. Better than some of your like college projects that you turned in for your classes. Probably. That's we true. don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. A, it's a passion project. If anybody from college is listening to this, <laughs> don't tell I, the teachers. Velvet Bassa. Buzz Saw, sorry. I like the name. I like the name. Okay, Buzz so on. a little quick. Uh, this is what the movie is basically about. It's a very artsy kind of film in the sense that it's based around modern art times. And we have this art studio, basically, that just opened up. And a bunch of art critics and art sellers and, and artists just are coming together to actually create new things. But... One of the art sellers actually found this art from a person from their apartment complex that passed away. And this person had made a lot, a lot of awesome, like very art and very impressive art. Mm -hmm. And so the person, the it's a woman, I forgot her name, but she took all the art and basically claimed it as her own and just decided to sell it and make it big. But apparently, as the movie keeps going on, we start learning that there's something going on with those paintings, and apparently there's this curse put on those paintings that if you sell them, 
a lot of bad stuff starts happening. We won't spoil too much about it, but that's basically the basis. It's a very interesting film. Jerry, what are your thoughts? So wait, you want me to start with the good side or the bad side? Let's start with the good. What what okay. was good about Velvet Buzzsaw? Okay, overall the movie was really good. I think um, it kept you watching. Like, I'm the person that if I I'm not in like the first 15 minutes of the movie, I'm not gonna watch the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. even if it's like a really good movie. But I thought the movie was really good. Uh, the story wise was actually interesting. Like it kept me going just to see the mystery of why. People were dying through the movie and stuff yeah. like that. And then the ending, when you see the f- last scene, like the girl in the tattoo, just like killing oh, yeah. that person. So that was like, whoa, shocking. And at first, I don't know when I saw the tattoo because they shot in the par. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Really, really quick. Sorry for interrupting you. Uh, <laughs> this is a little warning that we have for spoilers. all of our episodes. Yeah, spoilers. We do go into spoilers sometimes. We try to keep it as limited as possible. If not, we'll try to warn you, hey, we're actually going to full spoilers. For example, this one, we are going into full spoilers because there's a lot that happened and a lot yeah. we want to talk about. But, yeah, if you haven't uh, watched it, please pause the podcast and then just go watch it and then come back and see what we thought. It's actually a really interesting movie. So, yeah, Jerry, sorry. Keep yeah. going. So, yeah, just going back to the tattoo, um, it was interesting because the phrase that the tattoo says, it says, no death, no art, 1983. I found that really interesting because... No death, no art. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, if you take a look through the whole movie, it makes sense. I mean, if they want to make art or they want to sell art, there's going to be consequences. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of like what the movie's saying, you know, like this person wants to be famous, but she doesn't know how to. Then she finds this bunch of arts that this random person made but she died and then yeah so um so story-wise the movie has a lot of quality to it um but right now i want to talk about the performances i really thought the performances were so good in this movie favorite one jake john hall i think he stole the show i disagree with you you disagree with me okay i disagree see and that's one of my notes right now i thought I didn't buy that he was gay or he was homosexual or he was trying to like having a struggle between his sexuality. I did. Because the first scene like he comes and his character is like, how do I say this? He, he didn't exactly have a struggle. I feel, I think he had more like a confusion. Yeah. Like he didn't, he was a little confused on one, like, Mm -hmm. wait, what am I a little bit? Not more of a struggle, more like a, wait, am I sure I'm this? And then when he actually went to meet up with his boyfriend, he was like, oh yeah, Yeah. I am. You see what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, it's not like the way he was trying to portray his character, but it was more like his acting skills. Like, he didn't convince me that either his character was gay or homosexual or was having a struggle. In fact, Mm -hmm. I thought it was a straight guy that they were like, okay, the the producers, the the cast, the person, whoever gave him the character, he came and he was like, hey, you got to play this person that is confused in his sexuality. Yeah. So try your best. And I think he could have done better yeah. in his acting skills. That was okay. my thought, you know, because I've seen him in so many movies and I love his acting and I know he's going to be the main villain in Spider-Man uh, Far From uh, oh, yeah, he is. Far from Home. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. So he's a good actor, but this movie, he disappointed me, to, in really? my own opinion. Yeah. O- honestly, he didn't disappoint me. I actually do think he did a pretty good job. Um, something that I really found interesting also about the movie, going a little back to more plot-wise, um, it actually, I was very tired that day when I actually watched it. Yeah. And I actually, it, it when I watch these type of films, these type of films that take a while to get to the good parts, I tend to like fall asleep very easily. But 
when I felt that I was about to fall asleep, something interesting happened. Mm-hmm. So that's what, something that I really appreciated about this movie is that even though I was really tired, I was able to keep going with the story. But I do warn you, though, you do need to pay a little bit of attention yeah. because if you start to zone out, you start to get lost in the story, and then you start to not even care about the movie. Yeah. You do need to pay attention with the story and what's going on with these characters because there's a lot that's going on. And it does take a while to get pretty like intense and gory, I guess, in the in the death scenes and all that. So no, and I definitely agree with you. Like the movie overall is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It keeps you going, the mystery and everything. Plus, I gotta say, uh, the girl from Stranger Things comes in the movie. Oh yeah, so uh, the sister of the friend of the kid that got lost. Yeah, so uh, her name is Mike's uh, sister. Mike. Yeah, Mike. I think that's his name. I'll yeah. tell you her name right now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I thought she did a really cool performance. I feel bad for her. Like she literally saw everybody, everybody die. Yeah, <laughs> like so everybody die. I kind of feel bad for her too. So bad for yeah. her. <laughs> so her character is Coco, and like she's ev- Natalia Dyer. Oh yeah, Natalia yes. Dyer. And, and so. even at the end, like when the last person died, she was like, "What?" Like she wasn't even scared. That's how many times she's seen people die. It's she like, was just trying to make it to a job, you know, oh in LA. Gosh, but hey, but she was really great. I really did enjoy the cast of this. A movie. I thought they were all really great. I thought they all portrayed characters that I haven't seen them mm-hmm. portray before. Um, uh, Tony Collette was in this movie. The the uh, the mom from Hereditary. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. She was extremely. I know. I agree with that. Yeah. Movie. She's just I a re- great actress. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yo, Tony for the Oscar. Hashtag it, please, because she deserves an Oscar yeah. for Hereditary. That I just I know that's a side point, but. I'm Ashley, mad yeah. like that she didn't get because that was an incredible she performance. Did an amazing job. But in this movie, talking about Velvet Buzzsaw, she did a really great performance. I really did enjoy her in this movie. She did play a character that when she died, I really was mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, I don't want her to die. I really liked her. But yeah, um, so I don't know if you, wait. I don't know if you agree with this, Christian or Connor, because I feel like have you seen the movie? I ha- I'm watching it right now. I, ha- I oh. have not. <laughs> seen the movie. Okay, so okay. Connor is watching the movie right now as we're speaking, but He'll talk more uh, later Christian, <laughs> when we get to the Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you agree with this, but um I felt at the beginning all the deaths were like okay, interesting the way they were made, but mm-hmm. then towards the end it was like the most random dumb ways to die, like What? I uh, well, it, it was random, but I did find it very interesting. Yeah. Like when the girl that stole the paintings originally, she got stuck yeah. in the art in the wall in the wall Graffiti. That I, I say, was blown away from that. Sh- whoever made those effects, my props to you. Whatever. I gotta give it to you. <laughs> those effects no, and those, those effects were amazing. Like yeah, just that, see that. Can I throw a curveball in this conversation? Of you know, course. We always describing this movie. I'm gonna pause it. As you guys are describing this movie, have you guys seen the movie Cabin in the Woods? Uh, some yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So in Cabin in the Woods, it's it's been around for a while, but um, in that movie, it's basically like. Almost making fun of horror movies. Oh. Because yeah. at the end, they just bring out all these crazy horror monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in this, like, facility that houses mm-hmm. all these horror monsters, and there's, like, this elevator that takes them up and down. And then they're just kind of making fun of, like, all the horror movies out there, and it's just a really funny thing. I could be wrong because I haven't seen the movie yet, but I think with Velvet Buzzsaw, I'm almost like, is it trying to say that murder is art? Because, like... Like, you're telling me, like, these paintings, like, kill people and stuff yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Or, like, well, or, like they're cursed or something? Well, I think what the movie is more trying to say 
Um, because it does make fun of the art community and yeah, it does it make like fun does. of hipster culture. They do tag mm-hmm. a lot and they do make fun of hipster culture a yeah, lot in yeah. this movie. And something that I found interesting is that I think what they're saying more is that being too involved mm-hmm. in this community, in this world, can kill you. Oh, wow. I think that's more what they're trying to target mm-hmm. because some of these characters have been doing things doing these things for a year. I forgot his name. It was the guy from Bird Box. Um, the guy with the shotgun from, from Bird Box. He was in this movie. Oh, yeah, the guy. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name, but... His um, name is... Um, his character... Uh, there was a John spe- Malkovich. John Malkovich, thank yeah. you. Um, there was a specific scene where they come visit him and uh, the the seller of art asks him, hey, do you have your next piece ready? And he only has two lines in his painting mm. drawn. Mm. And then he asks him, oh, where's the rest? And then... was his name again? John? John Malkovich. Yeah, John. John tells him, I'm sorry, that's all I have. Wow. So it really comes to, it really, that scene really was powerful for me because it made me think, to, to what extent does art become for the money instead of for passion or vice versa? Yeah. Passion for the money. And, and you can say that about any kind of art, uh, yeah. not only art as in painting or, yeah. or drawing, but art as in writing. Art as in music, art as in acting. Yeah. So, yeah. to what point does it become a monetary thing instead of a passion thing? And that's what I think this movie is trying to target, which I appreciate yeah. a lot. Now, I love that point, Christian. Yeah. Talking really about the good things, now we should focus more on the bad. What do you? What did you, Wait. Jerry, think? Oh, you want to say one more point? Just one more thing. Yeah, go I, ahead. I felt like it was amazing to see a uh, bill. Magnussen, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Yeah, Mag- but uh, you know who that is? No, who is so he? So he's uh, he's the guy. He's a let me let me show you. He's a minor character in every movie that he plays, but <laughs> you see him in a lot of movies. So like, if you see a movie and you see him, it's like, wow, this guy is in this movie. I'm happy about it because. So, I'm gonna show them. You guys can look it up. So that's him. Right here. Okay. He played on. He played. Wait, is that the guy who died in the truck? Yeah, so he was in the truck and then he, he got on fire. I but that. he has been playing in a lot of movies like Game Night, Breaches with Spies. I remember Shore. him from Game Night, and that's yeah. how I remember him. Yeah, so he's been in a lot of movies. He's hilarious in Game Night. Oh, and he's in Into the Woods. Yeah. And the big what? Show. Yeah, so he's been in a lot nice. of movies. He doesn't have a big character, but every time you see him on a movie, it's like, yeah, this guy's in the movie. So I, I was happy with his acting on this movie. Nice. Good segue. Uh,. Okay, Just now, to the Jerry, size. what didn't you like about this movie? Because I, I think in your notes you wrote uh, quite a few things that you didn't like. Yeah. I think that my major one was the acting guy, the the guy that played the main character. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, so I was telling you, like, I didn't believe he's acting. And Changing. And I just believe, I, I think that... It's one of those things that you that you know they could they could have done s- better... In finding a better character for the for the role, but I feel like they were trying to put a lot of high Hollywood names into the movie to make it more popular. Mm-hmm. That they were like, okay, let's get this guy. He's I don't care however you play, you're just a big name. Everybody everybody will accept you in the movie. So as long as you do your job, you should be fine. But for me, that I like watching movies on Netflix and stuff like that. I just didn't like the way he acted. I think there was somebody better than him to play the the role. Okay. Um, like I said, I I do disagree with you. Something that I didn't like was the how slow it was, mm. because it did take time from the beginning. And I do int- understand that you need to introduce who the characters are and the art and what's the actual story, the plot of what's going on. I do understand that. But the movie took a while 
to get interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about you, it doesn't get good until like the half of it. Oh, like the 50% line, 50, 60% line. And that was a little bit hard for me to watch because obviously I'm I have attention problems. So <laughs> when a movie doesn't grab my yeah. attention in the f- beginning scenes, mm-hmm. I'm losing it. <laughs> and that's uh yeah, that's something that I ha- I felt really bad about this movie is the fact that it took a while to actually get interesting mm-hmm. and good enough for me to be like, yeah, this movie's awesome. Okay, so here's a question I, I kind of want to say to both of you. Go ahead. Uh, Connor, you haven't seen the movie, so but I'll tell you what I'm talking about it. So in a part, they found out that the paintings that they found, the red color was made out of blood. Oh, yeah, the, the, the dark eye color or whatever, yeah. or the cut of, of a character who had blood in the painting. Yeah, so do you find that interesting or creepy? Because in my opinion, I found it creepy. Because, I mean, like, that just shows you that the guy was psycho. And he was like... But does it show psycho or does it show realism? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a question. I mean... Now, wh- I think what would make it creepy is the fact if it's if it came from people who were alive. For example, let's say... Or or if he even yeah. he got it from himself. That in, in and of itself would be creepy. But at the same time, as an artist, you are trying to create vision. What you see in your head. And obviously, when you're painting... I, I would assume I'm not a painter, but when you're painting and you draw and you paint blood, you would want it to seem as realistic as possible. No, I agree with that. So yeah. if you had, I, I hope it was fake blood. It it wasn't like him, his personal blood or someone else's blood. But let's say he got blood like from an animal on the internet or something. Wait, like do that. they ever tell you who, who I think was it, blood? No, they took. They, I think they said it was human blood, but I hope that it's like from deceased people yeah. or something like that to oh. make it seem more realistic. At the same time, though, it's still creepy. Um, I would call it creepy depending where the blood came from. See what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> but at the same time, I do understand why a person would argue with me saying, no, that is just straight up creepy that someone used blood. I understand that too. But as an artist, I do see his point of view in the sense that he is trying to make it as real as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in... I'm kind of torn because I'm kind of like... It depends on what your goal is as an artist when you're trying to create something like that because if you're just trying to create something that's very realistic, you can still do that with pain. Yeah. You know? So I'm kind of like, it. what's what's the goal here of using actual blood? You know? Is he trying to communicate something else? Is he trying to, like... <laughs> yeah. And is subconsciously, <coughs> is that character communicating something else that's going on in his life? Or, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good point, Connor. I mean, what is the purpose behind the using the real blood for the for the artist? You know, like because I feel like as an artist, you you're always just trying to find ways to get your audience to like you or to find you interesting, and that's what makes painting such unique. Is that every time that an artist delivers a painting, they're always looking for new ways to call people's attention by doing most of the creepiest stuff ever so mm-hmm. yeah well and you look at a guy you look at a guy like Tim Burton or something like that who does really weird things he's the coolest guy guy so he's great <laughs> I mean like a, a cool guy but he's also like I don't know like you wonder what's going on in that guy's head with some of the movies that he creates because he sure. creates some really wacky stuff yes 
and you're just like, how did you even imagine that in your head? It's the same thing with yeah. an artist, because making movie is a form. Making movies is a form of art, and TV is a form of art, and music is a form of art. Like when you're creating those things, you have to ask yourself, and like you're watching these things, you always gotta wonder what, like, what is the intention that the original intent of the artist, and what are they trying to communicate here in this piece? Because it's different from what how we receive it when we when we look at something. I agree, and that's that's the biggest thing is. We can receive it and perceive stuff in certain ways, but they're probably not necessarily the way that the artist is trying to communicate that. And so that's why I'm always going back to, what are they trying to even say here? What is what, mm-hmm. that, what's going on in their minds? That's true. Yeah, I, I, you do make a good point. Of like, because when you do use blood, you are trying to send a message with, with whatever. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh. Thank you, Connor, for that point of view. That was actually very interesting. Um, uh, what's I'm gonna call it? Uh, ten out of ten. What do you give this movie? Five out of ten. Whoa! Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I thought you said you liked it. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was good, but I wouldn't give it a six or seven because that's me saying I love the movie, even though it's a low score. But you love the a movie, five. It's a like six. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Connor, you haven't seen it. What do you I give it? it? I haven't seen it yet, so I give it a. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Good to know. Um, me, I'll give it a six. Mm. I'll give it a six out of ten. Uh, as for Parents Guide, the movie includes drug and alcohol use, nudity, sex, uh, violent kills. So parents, don't be very mindful when you're letting your kids watch this movie. Just a parenthesis. Look at IMDb score. <laughs> 5.8 out of ten. Hey, six. If you round it up, it's six. So I was right. Haha. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. One of the shows that I've been waiting to talk about for a while now on this podcast, Big Mouth. I'm going through copyright. No. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's, cur- let's be careful because we're not getting paid, bro. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Connor, don't say that. Come on. Don't bring that bad energy. <laughs> Anyways, the plot of Big Mouth, It to sum it up, there's a lot that happens on the show. But to sum it up, they're trying to tell, um, in a funny way, the process of growing up through puberty and teenagehood and middle school and high school. Um, I really love this show. Uh, it's it's one of the creators of the show is John Mulaney, and he's one of my favorite comedians of all time. Um, I don't think I've seen an episode yet and I've been like, that was boring or that was bad. I genuinely love this show. It has that classic Family Guy Simpsons humor. It has really cool funny animation. The voice acting is so interesting. Some of the characters, I will say that they kind of merged together. I think they did that on purpose though. It makes it more funny. Um, Some of the girls are, some of the girl characters are voiced by guys. Some of the guy characters are voiced by girls. There's monsters in this show, as in, like, hormone and <laughs> monstrous and and hormone monsters, whatever. This show is amazing. I really recommend it for adults. <laughs> and I can't stress that enough. This show is for adults, not for children at all. This show enters into some very deep conversations. This show enters into some actual nudity in the show. There is actual nudity in the show. Even though it's animated, 
there's a lot of nudity in this show. There's a lot of really intense cursing. There's a lot of sexual references and sexual themes. There's a lot happening in this show. But during that same thing, if you're a fan of Family Guy, I do think you're going to enjoy this show a lot more. I wanna Go ahead, Jerry. I, I want to make a pause right here where we're talking about the, uh, the show. Because I feel what you just mentioned something interesting, which is adult content on mm-hmm. TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel Netflix is not really doing good on this side where they they can limit who, who like for example if a kid is gonna watch because okay let me go get back a little bit so i was watching a sex education and i didn't see anything that was stopping me from watching this show so in an example it could be a kid watching and he just sees uh, sex education and he's like oh i'm gonna watch this tv show what's stopping a, ki- a kid because i mean i know anybody can say it's their parents uh, uh it's their parents thing to do like okay stop them from watching that thing but at the same time there's some shows or uh, streaming services that tell you hey before you watch this let's make sure that you are like a content a warning content 18 well, plus uh, or something like that I don't know if you've noticed but through in any movie or TV show at the very beginning of the episode or show or yeah. movie whatever there is a little like bar that appears on top of the title, yeah. telling you what this movie's gonna be about, like as in like rating wise, parents guide, and then it closes. Yeah, it is very fast, so I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. It is they should maybe do a better job in in warning, mm-hmm. because obviously creatively wise, you cannot like mute this show for. No, I agree with that. Right? I mean, yeah. Um, but there, sh- I do agree that there should be kind of like I know Hulu does that. Yeah. Um, before the show starts or the movie starts, they give you like a. Warning: The yeah. show has uh, uh, language, nudity, mm-hmm. um, uh, extreme violence, whatever, yeah. profanity. Um, so I do agree they should better that because this show, and I, I, I keep saying this, but I'm sorry, I keep saying this, but I can't stress this enough. This show is not for children at all. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, you should just the title of the first episode, <laughs> episode one of season one is called Ejaculation. Ejaculation. There you so go. So that should tell you right there if you're a parent. And, listening to this podcast wondering should my kid be watching if your kid is watching big mouth you, you better go in that room and just stop him have them watch it or be oh prepared. you watch it first you yeah. watch it first or be pre- prepared to have some conversations because i do agree with one thing that the show is doing and it's showing a semi-realistic way of how teenagers think during this time because mm-hmm. i remember some of the conversations that they have in this show i those were thoughts that they i were. was having not obviously not everything yeah. because this show obviously still has to maintain some um, animated, unrealistic things. But overall, this show does deal with some things that I personally went through, that I have friends who went through. Um, and not only for the guy's side, for, for the girl's yeah. side as well. Going through their first period, going through their first sexual relation, going through their, their first boyfriend or girlfriend, going through the idea of public erections and stuff like that. This show goes into all of that. And that's something that I do appreciate from the show. Mm-hmm. So if you are a parent... I would suggest you watch it first. I agree too. But the show does have education in it mm-hmm. in a very funny way, which I really appreciate from the creators. Now, um, I know Jerry, you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it. So. And then Connor ha- has seen only a little bit. Yeah, I've only seen like one episode. Yeah, so I'll 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 say what's good about it. Like I said, the comedy's really good. The voice acting is really entertaining to watch. The animation is really cool. What's bad? The profanity, the nudity, all that that I said. Is it funny? 
yes, I do agree. It's extremely funny. Um, but comedy is kind of here's the thing what, that I have to say about comedy. Every person has a different type of comedy that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. Some enjoy vulgar comedy. Some enjoy clean comedy. Some enjoy um, comedians that are African American. Others enjoy Latino comedians. Others enjoy white comedians. Um, and I respect all of that. But this, if you're into that kind of raunchy Family Guy com- kind of comedy, this is your show. I do agree that you will laugh with this show. Out of ten, I honestly give this show a nine out of ten in enjoyment. As mm-hmm. in, like, quality of, like, I actually do like this show. And as in for everything else, everything that is bad, mm-hmm. well, I got to give it the lowest score possible. I think it's a show. Mm-hmm. I know I've said it three times already, but it's not for children. So, Parents Guide already said that. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about Big Mouth. All right, now let me introduce for the first time ever a new special coming from the Netflix Attic Podcast, Movie Launch with... Christian. Welcome everyone to Movie Lounge with your host, Christian Hernandez. So, this is a new segment that we're going to bring to the Netflix Added Podcast where we're going to be talking about the movies that are not on Netflix per se. They are in the movie theaters. So this week we're going to be talking about Happy Death Day to You and Alita Battle Angel. So I'm going to start off with Happy Death Day. I enjoyed this movie very, very, very much. I had to add three because I love this movie. Um... But at the same time, I do feel that I need to stress that I don't think everybody's going to like this movie. Um, If you're a fan of the first film, I do think you're going to like it. If you're not a fan of the first film, I do not think you are going to enjoy it that much. And something that I also feel like I need to stress is that this movie is not per se a horror movie, unlike the first one. The first one definitely was a horror movie. It definitely had horror elements. Ooh, excuse me. Um, horror things were happening in the movie. This movie only has elements of it, as in like strands of horror. This movie, I would consider it more a sci-fi story, you know? Um, and it's sci-fi that includes not only horror, but comedy, drama, um, feel-good, um, and a, a whole lot of other stuff. This movie, I think, was more funny than scary. I will say that. I remember there was a specific scene where the killer does something to one of the victims and everybody in the theater just started laughing. It was insane, um, including myself, obviously. Um, this movie, I do recommend it. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I enjoyed this movie so, so much, and I'm probably going to go watch it again pretty soon. Um, yeah. Um, as for the cast, let me look for the cast really quick. As for the cast, I loved the cast. Uh, the cast in this movie, I it's, it's literally the same one from the first one, which I found really impressive. Even the extras, they were able to get the exact same minor characters that were in the first one, which I found mind-blowing. I actually watched the first one last night. Uh, which was Saturday, and then on Fridays is when I watch Happy Death Day to You. So, 
Jessica Roth, just like the first one, she did an amazing job. Jessica Roth is my favorite character in this entire film. She was hilarious. I believed there were a few sad scenes involving her and a few other members of the cast, which I found super great, and I felt very heartwarmed. Jerry just brought us water. Thank you so much, Jerry. Um, then we have Israel uh, Bruiser, I think is his name. He's the guy that plays... Um, um, Jessica's boyfriend, she, he is awesome, funny, and then the rest of the cast were all really great. There were a lot of big surprises in this film, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it to every single person to watch. Can I add something to this movie? Yeah, okay. please. So my favorite part of the movie was... Uh, Talk about know, the first one, right? Oh, no, you saw it, too. Yeah, I saw the second one. Jerry yeah. saw the second one, too. Hold on, so um, you know the relationship between... Um, Don't spoil anything. Oh, no? No, never mind. Spoilers, no. spoilers, Jerry. Never mind, I'll yeah, no spoilers it. for the movie lounge, guys. Just to let y'all know, uh, I do spoiler free. Yeah, hmm. because I do want. I just want to give a review so that if you're interested in watching the movie and you haven't watched it yet, you can go ahead and watch it. There's a lot of um, possible things to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, if you guys want us to do spoiler talk, we can add it to this. Um, but yeah, just tweet us at Chris Six ST and Jerry QM eighteen or at the Netflix Addict Podcast social media which will be in the description moving on uh i already said i gave this movie a 4.5 out of 5 um as in for a parent's guide the movie other it does have a lot of um uh how do i say this murder obviously it's a it's a movie about a killer um there's a lot of gore there's a lot of stuff like that there's uh, some profanity, not too much and there's some alcohol use i don't remember seeing drug you drug use um but as in for nudity and stuff like that, no worries for this movie. Um, other than underwear and bikinis, that's the only thing you see. So, yeah, no worries about that. Um, moving on to Alita Battle Angel. So, this movie is from James Cameron, producer, and is the director, check this out, from Spy Kids. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the guy who created Spy Kids and uh, all the movies that are that's very awesome. similar to and Machete. I think he made the Machete movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> the, the, he was the guy who created this and I, I didn't know that uh, but for the movie which I found really cool we had to fill out a survey um, saying I, I saw that and I was like yeah why? I posted that on my Twitter um, that we had to fill out a survey and I found it really interesting I never had to do that me and my parents um, we filled out the survey saying what we thought if we wanted a sequel if we didn't want a sequel who was our favorite character all that kind of crap oh excuse me and it was really 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 fun um, now for the movie I enjoyed this movie quite a lot, although I don't recommend it for everybody, and this is why. The movie is not your typical blockbuster action film. The movie does take time in its storytelling. How do I say this? Um, because I know there's oh, some movies, for example, let's take Fast and Furious. It's just hardcore action from beginning all the way to the end, only minimal time for breathing room, you know? But this movie actually does have action, does have great characters, does have a great story, but it takes time telling you that story. It honestly feels like if you're reading a book or a comic book or the manga, I guess, in this case. This movie is definitely based on a manga, uh, a Japanese uh, comic book, basically, for those who don't know what a manga is. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> this movie has so many great things. The characters, I want to start off were very great. My favorite, Maharshala Ali. 
that dude had to play two characters. I won't say who, but the guy had to play two characters in this movie, and they were polar opposites, and I loved it. Alita was really cool. I really loved the CGI they did with her face because all the characters real, but she kind of looked real, but she kind of looked very different. She looked kind of more animated. But as the movie goes on, you kind of forget that she's animated, which I love. Um, the only animated thing that really seems is just her face. And obviously her body, she's a robot, but um, her, her, her eyes are like extended. They're bigger and her mouth is a lot smaller than the original actress. Um, yeah, she was really cool. Um, the action in this movie, it's insane. So many entertaining action scenes are in this film. I would just recommend this movie for the action alone. And I would recommend you watching it in Dolby or IMAX. I couldn't watch it in Dolby or IMAX, but the movie, I was doing some research on like how they made the movie and James Cameron himself said, this movie is great, but it, watch it in Dolby 3D or IMAX 3D. And you will not regret it. So I will go back eventually this week to watch it in Dolby 3D. So I can have that experience. Because the movie itself looks like it's meant to be for 3D and Dolby theaters. So next week you can bring us the opinion, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring a little mini opinion next week on, on how I thought it it was. Um, What else? The story was really entertaining. Um, I remember I was... A little bit scared because I was looking at my family constantly to see if they enjoyed the movie. <laughs> my dad was slightly falling asleep, but not too much. And then my mom was like really into it. And surprisingly, my little brother was into it as well. I went with my whole family. Um, they were all into it. Um, so, yeah, I do recommend this movie for everyone. Four out of five. Although I it does take a while to like introduce the action, introduce the characters. Um, and you, I, there's a few elements that you do need to pay attention Two, if not, you'll get a little bit lost in the story. Excuse me. But overall, this movie is good, and I do recommend it for anyone to watch, especially because it's James Cameron. As in, for a parent's guide, this movie is very tame in everything but violence. <laughs> the movie has a lot of violence. It's had a, It has a lot of death, and the death scenes are very extreme, like people being cut in half, people... People, a lot of blood is, is used in this movie. So, yeah, be careful with that. Um, now, finally, I'm going to be talking about new movies that are coming soon or that I'm excited to watch. And, Jerry, you're going to help me out with this one, too, to tell me if you're excited or not. Okay. Um, Fighting with My Family. If you guys haven't heard of this movie, it's produced by The Rock. I forgot who was the director. You know, honestly, I just saw an ad right now on IMDb right, about the movie, and I was like, I was about to tell you about the movie. Oh, yeah? Fighting with My Family? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the story of Paige, the WWE wrestler who retired, who is now general manager of SmackDown. It basically tells her story and how she came to be in the WWE. I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I've seen trailers of this, and I am super excited. Um, not only that, which I think... Oh, you want to say something, Jerry? No, I was, was going to tell you, like, um, I feel that movie is one of those, like, WWE type of movies, like how she got into the WWE movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited, plus Dwayne It's Johnson. more like a biopic, so yeah, do, do with that what you will. But I'm excited. I'm going to see it. I think it already came out. But it's no, going to be... February 22nd. But yeah, 22nd is going to be yeah. like the white release, which I'm definitely going to go watch it. And How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. I'm excited about that one too. Uh, I watched the first two uh, not so long ago just to catch up, and I'm definitely excited. Jerry, have you seen the first two How to Train Your Dragon movies? I think I only see the first one. I saw a couple episodes of the TV show. 
But no, I haven't seen it. Jerry, what are you doing with your life? You need to watch How to Train Your doing Dragon, all things, Jerry. Man. I have a life now. Jerry, you're a movie lover, and you need to watch How to Train Your Dragon. Please, bro. Anyways, that is my time for Movie Lounge. Now back to the regular show. Thank you. Y bueno, vamos a estar hablando ahorita de Siempre Una Bruja. Un or poco. Always a Witch, Jerry, for our English speakers, Oh, please. my bad, my bad. Sorry, because this TV show is called Always a Witch, and it is basically uh, a TV show made in Colombia, Cartagena. So, Cartagena. Always a Witch, basically, let me give you a quick story of what the TV show is about. It's a TV show that tells the story of a witch in Cartagena, 1983, I think that's the year. I'm not pretty sure, but... um. Oh, that's actually very interesting. Yeah, so it's in the past, and then she... It's in that time that sh uh, the slaves are coming to America. Uh, so she falls in love with this guy that is from the rich family. Mm -hmm. But uh, sh her family, his family basically hangs her because they think that she has done some witchcraft to the kid. So that's why they're falling in love. Okay. Uh, so, so wait, is she a witch? Yeah, she's a witch. She's an actual witch. But she's witch. not telling anybody that she's a witch because, bro. Okay, so I haven't seen the show at all. Connor, have you seen the show? I've seen the first episode. Half of the okay, Did you cool. Like it? Well, <laughs> so this is gonna be Jerry's time. Yeah, so um, always a so a little quick recap of season one. Was it good or was it bad? I think it was good. It was it was not the best TV show, but it was interesting. Yeah, I was about to say I see a little bit of like yeah in, in you. So can you explain the huh part? Because <laughs> I mean, it's not like the really mysterious like entertaining TV show, but it's like. You watch it. I mean, it's it, you. You'll be able to watch the whole eight episodes. I think it is eight episodes. Yeah, well, that's a short show. Okay, ten episodes. Ten uh, episodes. Let me always which, but actually the acting. I want to move into the acting. The acting was amazing. Like all the people. Like I. I don't think I know known anybody. Um. Well, it is a Spanish show, so I'm actually, it's ten episodes. My bad, ten episodes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So ten Jerry episodes. Jerry, uh, Connor just said that. So. Okay. Um, really quick. The show out of ten, what do you give it? A seven. Seven. Yeah. Ooh, I'm more inclined to watch it now. Yeah, it's, it's okay. And here's the question of all questions, which I'll we'll move back a little bit, but um, should there be a season? Too. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Something. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, we talked about Big Mouth a little bit. I'm just going to go back really quick. Uh, we forgot Pretty to mention, should there be a season two? Uh, season three, sorry. Um, I agree. There should be a season three. The season two was hilarious. Uh, a lot of great stuff. I just hope that it doesn't fall into into that kind of like sequel hole where they just start losing quality um, because they just want to create quantity. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's what happens with every TV show. See some two comes. Yeah. But yeah, always a witch. Definitely gonna watch it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our second new segment that we're introducing. And since Jerry introduced mine, I'm gonna introduce him. So here we have TV talk with Jerry Q. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to TV Talk with Jerry. Uh, today we're going to be talking about two non-Netflix TV shows, which are 
I Am The Night and Doom Patrol. So the first one is I Am The Night. I really love this show. It's basically with... What's her name? I forgot. Molly. Hold on, I was Come on, Jerry. Jerry. So, it's, wait, hold on. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. This was your moment, Jerry. I, <laughs> I was feeling it, but... It's with Patty Jenkins, which directed Wonder yes. Woman. So Wonder Woman. She does an amazing job just capturing the moment and telling a good story. With And this TV show is also with Chris Pine. So oh, yeah. Huh. I love Chris Pine. What I love about this TV show is basically based on a true story. So it tells you the story of this white girl that grew up, that grew up being a black girl. So she was half white, half black, but she would look so white. Like she was white. The thing is, they tell you that she's adopted. So, for what I know, she's ad- she was adopted by uh, this um, black woman because basically her grandparents, for, uh, they're rich and they're white, and they didn't like that her daughter messed with a black guy. So, they basically said, mm. hey, we're going to give this kid to somebody else. Uh, so, she grew up basically in, like, the South where, you know, like, people are racist nowadays. Yeah. So, it's funny to see her, like, say i'm a black person to like cops and they're like no you're not (laughs) but um it's a really good show (laughs) i really recommend if you're into like that dark mystery type of show i just looked at her she does not look yeah african-american which i'm pretty sure is the purpose but but um i agree with imdb by giving it a 7.5 out of 10 it's a good show it has potential it's on tnt so if you are really looking into watching a tv show like this then go honestly on I might just watch it just because it's Patty Jenkins because yeah. I loved Wonder Woman and Chris Pine man he does an amazing oh, job Chris on Pine this well. TV show uh, moving on to Doom Patrol it's a DC Universe original TV show so those are the guys that created te- the Titans new yeah. show right now yeah so basically DC created their own streaming service kind of like Disney so they're po- uploading shows there uh, Doom Patrol it started like with episode one, and here's a little behind the story of how I got to watch this show. So I was watching the Umbrella Academy. I was watching the Umbrella Academy when when this was happening, and I had to take a break because my, my I was watching it with my brother. My brother had to go to school, so I was like, "What else can I watch?" So I started watching Doom Patrol, and it was a really interesting show. Not your typical. It's kind of like Umbrella Academy where. There's a lot of uh, misfits, heroes that they don't know where they belong, but they want to do something for the people. So they, you have a cyborg, the robot, which is played by. Is Brenda that K- cyborg? Like cyborg, cyborg? Yeah, from the Justice League. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So um, and then there's robot, which is played by Brendan Fraser. So. Oh yeah, dude, I, heard I gotta about say, that. he has gained a lot of weight. <laughs> and I don't know if it's only for the role. Jerry, this is not a shading <laughs> show. <laughs> I know, but come on, from. From George of the Jungle to this guy, bro, that movie was like t- twenty years ago, ten years ago. So yeah, but I still so. Um. <laughs> so really but quick, I have a question for you, Jerry. Okay, I'm actually very interested in watching Doom Patrol, um, but I don't have the DC thing. But I'm very interested in watching it. Okay. So you can watch it on Netflix once the whole season is over. Oh, that's how Titans came. Even it. better. Um, so I need to ask you. So I'm looking here on IMDb and it's right now nine out of ten, which I find mind blowing. Okay. What yeah. do you give this show? Well, there's only one episode so far. Every Friday they upload a new episode. It's oh, Netflix okay. I thought it was like Netflix. Yeah. That they so put the whole thing. I hit the. Button. I give Sorry. episode one eight out of ten. I wouldn't give it a nine because 
I don't have the whole season to see. Yeah. That's the whole show. Yeah. They just rated the whole show. Yeah. So. But uh, the first yeah. episode, 8 out of 10. It's really interesting. Each character has their own story. That's that's what they're doing with Doom Patrol. Like, the first episode, it, they're telling you that... Yeah. Edit this out, Jerry. Parents Guide. Don't forget to Oh, do Parents Guide. Okay. All right. Going um, back in three, two... So what I like about episode one was basically they're telling you all the background information of each character, see how they they came into this uh, mansion, and what happened to them. Like so. So yeah, it's a really good show, and you can watch it every Friday. Parents Guide. Well, wait, really quick before you go into that, who's your favorite Doom Patrol character so far? It's only been one episode, but still. I think uh, Elastic Girl, which is th- this girl that girl. has like, there's something on her in her body that makes her like whenever she gets angry or emotional or something, like her whole body expands. That's well, like so like in a disgusting <laughs> way. I was about it's to say a, something it's really disgusting. Really way. <laughs> it's a disgusting <laughs> way. That Ooh. sounds like me right now. <laughs> like I don't I don't see any difference. <laughs> no. But yeah, I that's my favorite character of the TV show. And so sorry, parents guy. Sorry, parents guy. For, in, for interrupting. Well, episode one didn't s- we didn't see that much, so anybody can watch it. I think it's a PG thirteen TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably episode two, episode three, or how many, however many episodes they have, it will be um, probably it will switch. So I will keep you updated with that. Okay. What about uh, I'm the Night? How's it for parents guy? Jerry. No, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of what, what I've seen. So probably, uh, I want to say rated. Probably, yeah, because it's there's a lot of there's some parts that you'll see n- um, sex scenes, nudity, oh really? Okay, drugs, alcohol. So let's keep it rated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now moving on into TV shows coming soon. I'm I have two, which is. What We Do in the Shadows and Cloak and Dagger Season 2. What We Do in the Shadows, I really saw that show right now. Like, when I was coming to church, I was looking to some TV shows to watch again. And it's uh, something about vampires, so we'll see how it goes with that TV show. Okay. Cloak and Dagger. Have you guys seen Cloak and Dagger Season 1? I have one? not, but I know that you're I've a huge it. fan. It's a really good good show. I actually made a vi- YouTube video talking about Season 1. So if you guys want to watch that t- that episode, um, for Joey YouTube video, Bowie TV. you guys can go to Joey Bowie TV. That's my YouTube channel. I found so weird. I haven't posted anything yet, but <laughs> I've um, seen a lot of his Joey Bowie videos. They're yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, I deleted all those videos, so don't worry. Oh, there's some roaming around. I don't know. Of Jerry's past. <laughs> yeah, past. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Cloak and Dagger. I'm, that's the show I'm excited to watch season two because season one just left in a good way. It's a Marvel TV show, so in case you're wondering, it's kind of like Runaways, which is also a Marvel uh, TV oh. show. But I feel Cloak and Dagger is a better TV show. And it's with Olivia Holt, so if you guys know, yes, I know. her from Disney Channel, that's her. I was impressed with her acting. Um, nice. Okay, moving on to our final topic <laughs> of the day. This is what we've so been waiting for. A little, a little yeah. um, backstory before we g- jump into this. We've been talking about... We actually talked about the show on episode one, yeah. The Umbrella Academy. Um, so we've been preparing to watch this, actually. We've been talking a lot. Warning. There will be spoilers, but I asked... They finished the it. show already. 
I'm only on episode 7 out of 10. Wait, Christian, Christian. Sorry. Let me finish. Why Wait. do we have to give you spoilers free? No, because I want to watch it. <laughs> then you can go, then out, you can go, go out, out of the room. No, I'm not. I'm not. So. Dude, I've been waiting for the I want to talk about this. All right. We can, we can go a little bit into spoilers. Fine. But the oh, point spoilers. being, we are going into spoilers for the show. So, once again, if you haven't seen it, we recommend that you pause this and then go watch it and then come back. So, really quick. I want to start with the plot because last time we gave a very like general plot and I was listening to it and we were actually quite wrong. So I'm going to explain the plot really quick. So in October of the year 1989, 43 wo- women around the world gave birth on the same day. The strange thing is that none of these women were pregnant when the day started, as in they were they literally got pregnant spontaneously. Uh, a scientist who was interested in this anomaly decided to adopt as many as these children as possible, but he was only able to get seven of them. Six of them somehow developed supernatural abilities, and the father, or I guess quote-unquote the father, decided to create a superhero team. The seventh one didn't gain any abilities, which that would be the Ellen Page character. Excuse me. They all lived in this mansion, which the scientists called the Umbrella Academy. In adulthood, most of the adopted decided to leave their father and the academy. 17 years after this, the father passes away and they all come together to say goodbye. During this time is when they learn of the impending end of the world and they must band together to try and stop it. And that's basically the whole plot of the Umbrella Academy. So yeah, um... That was the only thing that we really got wrong. Uh, we I know we started talking about like yeah. 43 women and then <laughs> like the nine months, <laughs> remember, well, during one day, which we're not going to get into again. We don't want the hate. In our defense, we were just watching the trailer. That's why we, sure. we were just watching the trailer. and we. But now that we actually watched it, I want to ask you guys, what was good? The music. Was good. I enjoyed the music That's why quite like. a lot. Hey, sorry, I, we just took a few notes. I just took a few notes on what I liked. I really love the music in this show. Like, from episode one to episode seven, I haven't finished it, like I said, but I enjoyed music. And there's a lot of dancing in this film for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but there's a lot of dancing in this show oh, for some reason. Wait. It doesn't even have to do anything with, like, the characters. I think I know what you're thinking yeah? of. Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah he, no? Okay. Christian. Wait, when they're dancing with the... the yeah, like they're, yeah, they're normal already. Like the ballroom dancing. Remember when okay. there's like lights in the forest? Oh yeah, you've seen the far right. Yeah. Or, okay. So I saw episode seven. That's episode seven. <laughs> Sorry, man. When Ellen Page gets spoiler, her powers finally. Remember when she's like in the rain and she's like. Yeah. That's. But I'm talking about the dancing scene. The yeah, dancing. that was in episode seven. Okay. Yeah. So that was my favorite part, like out of the whole. I was so yeah. pissed when they rewind it. Why? Because I like so many things happen in oh, that yeah. episode, and they were like, "Oh, we're starting over," and then none of it happened. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "The guy um, was Klaus was already like recovering from his like addiction." Uh, um, finally, Luther and Allison were finally getting together. Like everything was just falling yeah. perfectly, but then five had to come back, and then so I'm just gonna get it on my chest because I feel like this is something ahead. that I've been waiting for. On or off your chest? Off my chest. Yeah, off my chest. So, this has become officially my favorite Netflix TV show. 
No. Beating the haunting of Hill House. No, 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 no. This TV show became my favorite one. I'm gonna put it second place. No, but it still doesn't beat my favorite show, which is Stranger Things. Yeah, that's my favorite show too. This, is this well, show does not beat Stranger Things. I don't care whatever you it. say. I will fight you, Jerry. I love it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, season two wasn't as good as season one of Stranger yeah. Things, but Still. the show as a whole See, it's is one of the best. This TV show had everything that I wanted on a TV show. Yes, I will That's what that. I'm saying. Like It had everything. It, it can, I'll put it second it place. It can put up a good fight next to, tra- next to Stranger Things, but we're going to have to wait and see... How so season two holds up. Yeah, so we can compare. Oh, that's true. Because Stranger Things has two seasons, yeah. and it started to not, it started to lose quality in season two. And for all we know, Umbrella Academy, because like most of the story of Umbrella Academy is pretty well established at yeah. the end of season one. So there's not too much without being too repetitive that you can do well, in well, season two. So, to be honest. so when I finished uh, watching the Umbrella Academy, yeah. I actually read the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's how. I, into I mean the story. Oh yeah, a little reminder for those who don't remember episode one. Um, the Umbrella Academy is actually based on the comic books yeah. created by the people created Dark Horse. Hellboy, oh, cool. which is Dark Horse comics, comic and they are not related to DC yeah. or Mar- Marvel yeah, at all. Their They're own their own, own company, and they actually created this. And I'm more inclined to read more Dark Horse comics. Yeah, yeah. I've only actually look at this. That's what I was reading. Oh yeah, he, he, you download. Oh, you looked at it online. Yeah, nice. so, so uh, okay, so let's let's kind of come back together. What was good? The music we all agree was very very good in this show. Mm-hmm. What about the I, act? I will, well, oh, okay, yeah. Really quick, I will say about the music. There were parts where it was really cheesy. So like, if you're okay with cheesy, then you'll be fine. But like, okay. if you're like me, where you're like, oh, this was borderline like gimmicky and like cheesy. <laughs> like, I I still remember that uh, one time. One. Is the loneliest numb? <laughs> That's it. I, I find yeah, that one yeah. a little, a little. Yeah, I, what there you're saying? Parts where you're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. really? Okay. But overall, okay, I will I say that. It was yeah. Good. Um. Okay. The acting. What do you guys think? It was show. Ellen Page. I think she Ellen took Page the whole thing. Turned. She turned a page. Yeah. Her, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Turned a page like in that. her career with this role because, like, she did kind of this role fit her perfectly. It did. Because she still did kind of your typical Ellen Page like act, typecast yeah. kind of act actress style whatever you want to call yeah. it. She was a little bit typecast in this role, but the role was made for her. Like I feel like they had uh, yeah. her in mind when when even though it was like based on a comic book, but like whatever. I feel like when they were writing the script, they had her in mind to act and lead this role, and she like just hit the ball out of the park. Like she, yeah. I found time and time again whenever Ellen Page's character. Vanya or whatever her name was. Vanya. Whenever yeah. Vanya was in a scene with like Allison or, or like or Allison's daughter else. called her Vanya. 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 <laughs> Dude, she was the star yeah. of that scene. No matter what scene she was in. Yeah. So there's something that I really felt it was um they needed to put more, which is Pogo, the monkey guy. Yeah. I love Pogo I felt, so okay. much. Wait, you haven't Honestly, said, oh, you're not far. Never mind. So That's fine. Out. Just say it. I, I, okay. I, I'm already done. I'm so here's done. a major spoiler, guys. So if you haven't seen it, stop watching. Yeah, kind of scared. Does he die? Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, so I he, expected it. We're yeah. not gonna tell you how. Yeah, we're not thank you. Spoilers, but but yeah. um, I felt bad when he died because I felt like they should have put more screen time on him too. Yeah, he was a, yeah, because he, he was the only connection, connection that they had to his yeah. father. Yeah. Did they, okay, so I remember from an episode that um, went before they went the five. It cost time to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment when Diego goes out with mom into okay. the forest. Do they ever uh, revealed what she told him? 
Oh, in the park? Yeah, mean? remember they were in the park and they were, and she was like, no. um, no. oh, they never revealed no, that. I don't remember that. So they never revealed what, what was the lie that the father and Pogo was, because Pogo was being very, very mysterious. Oh, no, they did. Well, they did. they did reveal that part. The last lie, basically. Pogo, but not. What was they, the last lie? They don't. You want us to tell you? Yeah, it's just go ahead. Spoiler. That's a big spoiler, dude. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll wait. <laughs> Don't yeah, tell me. Like, no, because he actually knows about it. Oh, really? Well, wait, it's, do you it's know a huge plot. It's a huge, like, it's a major plot. Point. That's fine. Don't tell me. We'll, okay. we'll talk about it later. Yeah, it's okay. Um, So, yeah. Just so you know, um, <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, so I'm still Christian, trying to, like, I'm trying to be to very ask. careful. It's a major plot. Shut up. I'm on episode <laughs> seven. Um, Okay. The action in the show. How is it? You know, I thought it was interesting because, like, I... I thought it was cool because um, each like superhero had this like main power that mm -hmm. they had, but they also had cool little uh, unique powers yeah, that they could abilities. get minor abilities that like they could kind of like Avatar, like that TV show, mm -hmm. the animated series where like mm -hmm. you know if you're an Earthbender you can do this, but you can also do this even once you get to like an expert level. Mm -hmm. And you saw that in each character. I thought that was really interesting and really cool. Yeah. Something that I liked is that they all showed growth. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. Not only character-wise, but like ability-wise ability too. Wise, yeah. I like uh. What was his name? A uh, Claus. Like yeah. he he gets a uh, a vision from his. Wait, are you the? Yeah. Father? Okay. So he gets a vision from his dad, basically. In the barber shop. That, yeah. yeah. Barbershop. Telling him that hey, love your that potential one. is the beginning. You have more that you can do. Yeah. So, towards the end, in the last episode, we get to see we get to see like that next level of his powers yeah, yeah. really quick I, love that part. I, I actually want to get your guys's opinion um something that i found really interesting about the show was the whole drama with happened with the characters and the father figure yeah i forgot his name um but what do you guys think that the children had per, had reason to be mad at him or do you think that it was kind of like why are they so mad he after all he did take care of them and he did like raise them me personally, I did have a few issues because yeah. there was a few things where I was like, "Yeah, this is wrong. Why?" Right. But there were other moments where I was like, "Okay, guys, chill a little bit." <laughs> like he was actually trying to do what's best for you. For example, what happened with Klaus in the, in the where were they in the whatever where people remember they locked him up in a room yeah. and then all the in people. The, it was in like a uh, graveyard. Something, it? something like that. But that I find horrible. Yeah, but for example, not. there were other scenes. For example, when he had to. Put the the injection on Luther's chest to yeah. save him and turn him into half ape. Mm -hmm. Like I do find that like as a father, if I want to save my child and that was the only way, yeah. I would do that. You know. Right. No, and and something that the comics really tell you is the background story because I feel like the TV show never told you like how the the girls got pregnant and stuff like That's that. So. Which I was mad. Yeah, but the <laughs> comics actually explain to you this way. The TV show so didn't do a good job of explaining the yeah. backstory very much. Yeah. So basically, the the dad it's an alien. Who the the doctor? Yeah, no, the, the doctor's an alien. The dad, like the father, the one who who, who created the babies, who adopted them. Yeah, so oh. the scientist who adopted them. Yeah, he's an alien. alien. So oh. based on oh. in, in the comics, so, so in the comics, he's oh an alien. God. He's escaping his his planet, and he basically throws these particles or like. Yo, that's probably spoilers for season two. Maybe. That's like spoiler for season two. Why did they leave that out? I know that's why I was like they were probably gonna no, do it in season well, no, two. That no, but the thing is, so much about his character though. They were going based on the on the book that I was reading. That's the TV show, that, like the season one. That's based on that, and that's the beginning of the comic book. Oh my god! Like they're telling that's you such a missed yeah. opportunity. Okay, I know. So that's my only complaint about the show is I think that like the story arc 
there needs to be more backstory mm -hmm. and I get that it's made off of a comic book but like the people watching this show aren't aren't all gonna be fans of the comic book so not everybody knows like if it's a good show everybody's yeah, gonna I agree watch with that. it yep. so they I gotta agree. do a better job of like okay here is the backstory of the doctor guy cause then it like everything else makes sense about why he was such a jerk to the kids and like yep. cause he's an alien and he's not human and they probably like deal with emotions and all that stuff differently on his planet than they do than we do as humans like yeah but at the same time, because this is something that I also admire from Marvel, sometimes they maybe don't want to follow the exact source material. That's true. So maybe, obviously we haven't seen season two, so we don't mm. know what they're going to do with that character. Yeah. I agree but with me personally, I who knows, maybe they're trying to make that on purpose. They're trying to make it, oh, it wasn't him who who spread the particles, as, as you said, Jerry. It was actually this other thing completely different mm -hmm. so maybe they're going to that kind of yeah thing. they're probably building their own yeah story. so i'm probably. that's why it's that's why i want to wait until season fact. two yeah. before i judge that point of point. view but yeah but perfect segue yeah should there be a season two yes definitely yeah i don't know i i'd have to do more research on like the storyline from the comic books to yeah. see and because, like, what I wouldn't want to happen is, like, I wouldn't want them to turn it into, like, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing where, like, every season is basically the same thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's just, like... Wait. Yeah, it is. Okay, no, no man, that's something though, else. Like, with shows like superhero shows, it's just so repetitive. Like, what else can you do with these characters? They already did such a good job yeah. of... <laughs> right, For exactly. Yeah, they did something different. Like in space. <laughs> but in season one of Umbrella Custom? Academy, they did such a good job <laughs> of creating depth with these characters. And so what I really liked about it is it felt like each episode was like a character episode. Yeah. So you're getting something new each episode because yes. you're getting a new... Uh, explanation for why this character acts a certain yeah. way or why this character has this ability or like the backstory on each character was really really well done yeah. except for the father the backstory on the father yeah for the father and Pogo and Pogo there's Pogo no didn't have that much on, on the monkey man the even, no even I think mom they explained her well it's just they a robot really well. yeah, um, they did. she's a robot she's, she's a robot that's it she's a robot no but they explained how created by, by yeah. dad that's created it by Wait. The, the alien dude the father yeah <laughs> Have oh you been? In the, have you watched that episode already? The which one? Like when she dies? No, when they tell you like why is she in the house? Uh, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You remember that part, right? When she's tr like with Vanya, she's like a little kid, and oh, wait, she's throwing everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so right, well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, moving on to a f lighter, more fun note. Uh, favorite character? Who was it? Definitely Klaus. Klaus. Okay. Yeah. Vanya was my favorite character. Yeah. Vanya was your favorite character. My favorite character was, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Diego. Diego, yeah. Diego was fun. Funny, yeah, but I, they're, all, they're all really good characters. Like, character-wise, not superpower. That wasn't my favorite superpower. Yeah. But right. my favorite character was Diego. I love this story. I love the idea of, like, he constantly is under shadow because he's number two. Yeah. So he's constantly, uh, or, or number three, one of those two. But he's constantly under this shadow of, like, I can't be the leader because I'm not number one. Yeah. You see what I mean? And I love that character development. I love the fights between him and Luther. Yeah, I loved, crazy. I loved, uh, spoiler as well, sorry, but when his girlfriend dies, like I oh. loved what that did to his ex character. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend, yeah. What that did to his character and like the importance that he was like, yo, Luther was right. We're called to be heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so I just loved Diego's character. Although I will say uh, Klaus is a close second. So, um, what do you guys think about Hazel and Chacha? They are awesome. Because honestly, they I feel I don't hilarious. like Chacha that much. Mary, she, Mary well, you're J. Not supposed to like either of yeah, them. No, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with Mary J. Like Blige. Yeah. <laughs> she was just she was great. I I love them both. I was a little bit weirded out that he was into that. The donut girl. The yeah. donut <laughs> old lady. I, I think that was the best thing out of that. That was kind of weird. Uh, and the briefcase thing was <laughs> really, really cool. Probably. Yeah, but. So I, but yeah, I, I liked them too. Yeah. I, I enjoyed them. What about you, Jerry? Did you like them or not? I liked them. They were they, they made the story interesting too. They did. Yeah, and they so put stakes to the story because they were trained wait, assassins. Wait, the fighting oh, between Hazel and, and Luther, the, the fighting in the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was impressive because I thought Luther was gonna beat him, oh, but then I he showed that he had a strength too. So I was like, "How is this guy so strong?" Well, remember so these guys are yeah. trained to mm-hmm. do stuff like yeah. this. Yeah, so. yeah, but Luther's got superhuman powers. So my thing Someone. is, if they do a season two, I think what would be really cool is if they focused a lot on um, that. What's that place called? Where the well, the time, work? the time, the, the, the corporation. Time? Yeah, yeah cor- they call it. They call it the corporation. Okay, yeah, I think they could focus a lot on that and have that be like yeah. the main plot line. And then, um, so it's not as repetitive. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think if they're going based on the comics, that's what the next season should be. Like, because they're going back in, well. Jerry, Jerry chill. Calm down, calm down yeah. Jerry. You've read like eight years ahead. On yeah, exactly. Yeah. Calm down, Jerry. Anyways, and we'll end on this. Favorite superpower, which is not character. Superpower. superpower. What's your favorite superpower? Time traveling. The five. Yeah. Five. Time traveling. I love that power too. What about you, Connor? Hitting the mic. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Dolores, guys. Dolores. Dolores? Which one's Dolores again? <laughs> oh, Dolores. <laughs> I found that. R- you remember Dolores, the number five's oh, girlfriend? That's awkward. That's weird. From the future, the mannequin. Oh, Dolores. <laughs> that w- I found that really funny when they showed No, wait, wait. Let's stay on topic. The, yeah, the okay. superpower. So um, you said um, five's power, yeah. which is really cool. I really, I really am tied between Klaus's power and. Okay, talking to the dead? Um. Uh, Vanya's power. And Vanya's power is like force push. Well, it's kind of like telekinetic, but it's through sound waves. Exactly, sound waves. So, so it has to be sound waves. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. Her power was cool. My favorite was Allison's. I have a rumor. <laughs> yeah. I heard a rumor yeah. that you are going to shoot that person in the foot, which I think was the best action scene, the yeah. bank scene. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite, or the whatever they were. Just wait. You're only on episode seven. Yeah, yeah. but still, that for me, that was my favorite one so far. You to learn from that. So. The, last, the last, like, three episodes are almost but, all action. Yeah. Okay, wait. Favorite episode? Well, for you, Connor, because I, I feel like... Oh, I have to look it on again. Seven. <laughs> for me, seven. seven. <laughs> no, because I get to, I get to finally see Ellen Page's power. I feel for me episode ten. Ten. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoy also the episode when they show how five got back to regular oh, yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Which I really good. Um. But yeah, Connor. My favorite episode. Um. Mumbo number five. <laughs> Sorry. Probably man on the moon. Man on the moon. Man on the moon. Because yeah. I really like Luther's backstory. His backstory oh, is yes. one of my favorites. Yes. He's cool. And that being said, we have finished part one of oh, episode so three. Thank you all for listening so much. Um, tune into ep- part two, which is coming right after this. Um, 
as in for where to follow us, where to find us. We're both on Twitter. Or I'm in the description. Or in the description too. Uh, Chris ST and Jerry QM18. We're also on Instagram and we're also on Twitter for the actual show's uh, podcast, uh, Twitter and Instagram page. Thank you so much, Connor, for being here. With yeah, us Connor, thank you so much. Episode, man. Coming back. The people love you, I think. <laughs> I think your uh, downloads went down last <laughs> Yeah, because everybody was like... Oh, no, it wasn't you. It's because it was longer. Um, but that being said, thank you all for listening, and see you soon. Peace. Bye-bye.